0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: What up, people get bothered. Welcome back to the program. This is an episode of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Sky Guasco, joined by my man, Christopher Venavides, of the Commish Fantasy Football Podcast. We're here with the Week 15 game previews we're also going to knock out last night's game with the Chiefs and the Chargers a barn burner there Chiefs eventually pull away 34-28 Chargers had multiple opportunities to win that game they do not we're going to talk about all of the covid madness going on in the NFL this week and I will give you a heads up early in this episode it is uh let's see it's Friday evening we are recording this episode we have a game tomorrow no longer multiple games we'll talk about that in a second We have a game tomorrow as of now, but that could also be postponed. Multiple games have been postponed this week, moved from Saturday to Sunday, Saturday to Monday. We have Tuesday games also as well. Harken back to last year when the Ravens had a game that was moved six days, I believe, in postponement. They eventually played on a Wednesday evening. Uh, The NFL will get these games in the best that they possibly can. Even if teams like the Washington football team or the Cleveland Browns don't seemingly have a quarterback, it doesn't seem to matter to the NFL. They will get these games in here for their uh, money rights on the commercials. Nonetheless, us as fans are excited about that. We got football pretty much every day starting Saturday, tomorrow, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. We got a brief recap on Wednesday, and then we're going to get into Thursday night football. Uh, which I believe is done for the season, so i have a couple of days off until next weekend. But it is madness, man. We should have Christmas football, but we're not sure if that's even going to happen. Once again, Christopher Venavides with us this evening. Chris, it is a madhouse. You and I were talking about your home league has some uh, unique rules where you drop waivers once you get into the playoffs, so that's a problem in your league. I have issues in some of my leagues as well as we're moving up waivers, like are we going to have waivers now Wednesday night, Thursday night? Uh, Are we going to do waivers early? Are we going to have a second set of waivers? Do we increase fab because we're starting all over in the playoffs? It is nuts, man. We've avoided COVID for the most part in the big picture most of this season, but here we are when it matters most. First week of the fantasy playoffs for most of us, second week for some of us, and here we are with the COVID bug back around here. Welcome into the show, of course, and uh, what are we going to do here, man? What can you tell (laughs) the listeners in to prepare the best that they can?
2: Nah, dude, there's, there's not much to say. I think you just got to eat your L if your dudes on, uh, on the COVID list. I mean, I'm dealing with it. I'm i I've accepted it. There's no, uh, there's no good answer at the moment, unless you've, unless you've thought of one, my man, you can sell that one, put it behind a paywall and (laughs) make some money off of it. Cause I ain't got nothing.
1: Yeah. I think the only thing that you can possibly do, and this is really cheesy and cliche, but you just really have to be on your toes, head on a swivel kind of thing. Um, Mm-hmm. If fantasy football, next man up. I mean, all those kind of cliche things. Uh really is true because we're having players drop like flies. Also, on top of all this, we have just regular NFL injuries, which we deal with every single season as well. So we have a couple marquee players out. We have big time players like Terry McLaurin, who I don't want to play at this point because he doesn't have a quarterback. I mean, it's a real tough week here in the first week of the playoffs. But the one thing I always kind of think about, Chris, when I'm in this situation. I'm dealing with it, and it sucks. But guess what? You're dealing with it. (laughs) Bobby's dealing with it. Buck and Levy and Jordan are dealing with it. Everybody in fantasy football is dealing with this on a different landscape here. So it's kind of an even playing field. You just hope that you are more healthy than your opponent, which usually in fantasy football, it comes down to that anyway. So we do have the Week 15 game previews coming up. But before we get into that, Chris, let's just quickly talk about and recap last night's game. Crazy game, fun game to watch. Frustrating for me as a Justin Herbert fan. Uh, again, watch him in high school, of course, college here in Eugene, Oregon with my Ducks. And the Chargers should have won that game by 20 points A. Justin Herbert should have had five, six touchdowns. I'm not exaggerating. Uh, he should have had 40-plus fantasy points and just frankly didn't. They go forward on fourth down four times. Three of those inside the five-yard line, Chris. First and goal inside the five, can't score. The Chiefs aren't the Chiefs for the entire first three quarters. Of course, you can't keep them down forever. They wake up in the second half. Boom. Kelsey, huge game. Game winner, 69-yarder before that, down to the one-yard line. Tyreek Hill goes off. CEH had a decent game. Patrick Mahomes, vintage there at the end. And, of course, unfortunately, the Chargers defense couldn't maintain all night long, and the Chiefs end up getting the W, which is a huge win because the Chargers could have taken over first place in the AFC West. Huge game, a lot of implications for NFL playoffs. For fantasy purposes, everyone really kind of got what you wanted in fantasy, but could have been a much bigger night for Justin Herbert and the Chargers offense specifically. I don't think there's any reason to panic or be worried about any of this here. But moving forward, I think Herbert just kind of lets you know that even on like the worst possible night he could have had, He had 27 fantasy points in most standard (laughs) leagues. Everyone else was able to eat. Reactions on last night.
2: Yeah, from a fantasy perspective, I mean, I think everyone had a great game. It was one of those divisional games. We talked about it on the Commish podcast where I feel like these divisional games are either, you know, shootouts and a lot of guys get a lot of points and or, you know, they're sort of quiet and, you know, the defenses step up and kind of. Play a toe-to-toe matchup um, in the trenches, and so yeah, from fantasy's perspective, I think everyone kind of ate. I was, I mean, I have Austin Eckler in my home league, and I was a little nervous because the reports were coming out he was questionable. He didn't get half the workload. He did get half the workload, but he, you know, was as efficient as he possibly could be with the workload he got. So Eckler was fine. Obviously, Hill popped off. Kelsey was a madman last night, and then you know Mahomes and, and Herbert had great games, including you know Keenan Allen. So, yeah, fantasy was a great game um, from an NFL perspective. Yeah, I mean, the Chargers could have easily had this game in the bag. I think that the the fumble there by uh, Jackson in the end zone, that was a that was a absolute soul crusher for for the Chargers. Um, I was low key pulling for the Chargers because I'm a Pats fan and, you know, I don't want the Chiefs to um, to be, you know, <laughs> taking over the number one seed here. Also, dude, the Chiefs look scary right now? I mean, they, yeah, they're starting they, to come alive. Yeah. Their defense is playing well. And uh, their offense is clicking. So that's not the team you want to face in the playoffs, um, you know, especially if they have a buy.
1: Absolutely agree. And again, the Chargers had the opportunities, couldn't get it done. So the Chiefs move forward and make it happen. All right. We got a couple questions coming through already here. We're going to get to those in just one second. Before we do that, I want to give a shout out quickly to one of our first sponsors here today. And I want to give a big up to our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is back and better than ever a new web interface for the rest of the NFL season and the NBA season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all football and basketball action this season. Make sure to head over to the new updated desktop or mobile website and sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code BELIEVE50. That's bleav 5-0 5-0 believe 50 to receive your bonus from football to basketball, to NHL, to boxing, to UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the rest of the 2021 seasons. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports bet online where the game starts. All right, Chris, let's get into it here, man. We got, Week 15, we have every team on the dock this week. We have no more bye weeks. Now, again, multiple games have been postponed. So as of right now, we have every team playing. But we have no more bye weeks. We have the Chiefs and Chargers that have already gone in. But let's get to these game previews. We got 15 to cover. We'll get through it as soon as we can. Before we get into that, though, I see some new names in our uh, chat thread. So I want to give a shout-out to them really quick as we get going. A lot of start sits here. So Yak Benjies on Twitch shouts out. Thank you for tuning in here. Should I start Connor over Camara, Harris, or Patterson to PPR? Well, Damian Harris is out, unfortunately, so he eliminates there. So, Chris, who were you starting here? Connor, Camara, or Patterson in PPR? Uh,
2: I think you got to go with Connor. But I mean, can you play Connor and Camara? not? Is there not a flex spot that you can't play? And then other part is like, can you play all three of those guys? So yeah, I mean, what wide receiver would you sit? Because I'd sit a wide receiver for for all three. So
1: I think I agree here. I if I'm ranking them, I'm gonna go actually Camara, Connor, Patterson, Patterson with Nuke Hopkins out for the Cardinals. I like uh Connor, assuming he's healthy. So yeah, yeah. uh Camara would be number one for me. Good luck, Yak Benji's. All right, Moreno, Michael Gallup or Deontay Foreman, PPR.
2: Um hmm. I probably would roll Foreman slightly, just given the edge. I just think there's a lot of too many weapons on, on Dallas. So, But Michael Gallup's balling too. I don't know. That's a tough one, man. I, I probably, probably lean Foreman is, is my guess right here.
1: Got it. Likewise. Also going to go Foreman. All right. Marcos
2: Valdez, half PPR, Ramondre Stevenson or Cordero Patterson? I'd still go I'd still go Patterson, but with Harris out, I mean Ramondre looks very attractive. When we talk about New England, I'm going to say start on Ramondre. But if you have a flip flip of the coin between the two, I'd still go Patterson here.
1: Yeah, I agree. I'm going to go Patterson as well, especially in half PPR. Well, best of luck to you three and anybody else in the comment section. Feel free to give us a like, subscribe, and a boost. We really appreciate it. If you want to get the podcast side, download the podcast and subscribe to Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. Anywhere you listen to your podcast. We appreciate that. Best of luck to all of you. All right, Chris, here we go, man. Let's start with your Patriots going up against the Colts in Indianapolis. Patriots coming off the bye week here. Colts coming off the bye week. Minus two and a half. Colts favorite. That's interesting here. The Patriots have the number one seed in the AFC currently, and the Colts have the home favorite by about a field goal here. How do you feel about your Patriots this week?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, they're coming off the infamous 14 to 10. Uh, three pass game against the bills. So yeah, this is going to be an interesting game from an NFL perspective. I mean, you know, we're very, uh, we're very aware of Tom Brady coming off of buys. We're not so sure about how Mac Jones comes off of buys. We're not sure if the team's going to be rusty. If, you know, if, if, if the bye week is good for them, typically with the Bill Belichick team, bye weeks are always been favorable, especially this late in the season. So I'm very curious to see how they're going to play against a formidable opponent. From a fantasy perspective, uh, we just talked about it, Harris is out. So, you know, if you do have a an ability to play Ramondre Stevenson, I would absolutely do so. He did lead the New England backfield at 24 carries uh, in the game against the Bills with 78 uh, rushing yards. He also played a season high 63% of offensive snaps that game. So I do like uh, Stevenson in that particular matchup. I don't like Carson Wentz, though. So the Patriots are um, the, or at least they're ranked having the third best defensive DVOA rating in the NFL, and they're giving up the second fewest fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. So in general, you know, Wentz has more or less taken a back seat to fantasy uh, for fantasy purposes, with Jonathan Taylor being, uh, you know, the, the focal point of that offense. He's only thrown uh, for 200 yards in three of his last four games, so not loving it uh, for Carson Wentz. Those are the, that's probably the guy I'm a little bit nervous about, mostly.
1: Start Michael Pittman against J.C. Jackson?
2: Probably not, no. J.C. Jackson has the lowest man-to-man, uh, I believe, passer rating in the NFL at the moment. So, I, I don't like the Pittman play.
1: Yeah, number two on that list, very surprisingly, rookie Patrick Surtain. Yeah. Dude's, yep, an, dude's an animal, but JC, yep. JC Jackson's the truth there, and Michael Pittman I would stay away from as well. Uh, Bill shuts down the main threat. So, do you think they put eight in the box and just make Carson Wentz beat him?
2: Tough to say. Uh, I mean, Carson Wentz is good. Like Bill, yes. If, if anything, if anything, we know about Bill Belichick. He respects all positions, all players. He'll talk highly of almost everybody. So, although that, yeah, they'll probably you know you know plan for JT. They're not going to you know forget about Carson Wentz and his ability to make passes. So. I think it's going to be um, a little bit of like a flat JT funnel, but like everyone has to do their job. It's the Bill Belichick do your job. So the offensive line, I mean, the defensive line linebackers have to, you know, block those holes. Yeah.
1: Can't sit Jonathan Taylor. So you're playing him, of course. All right, folks, as of right now, this is a Saturday game. This game is a Saturday game. As of right now, it could be postponed if there's any more COVID issues, but make sure you're alert to that in your fantasy rosters. Make the changes tonight just in case, and then get back at it tomorrow for updates. But this is a Saturday game, Patriots-Colts. Moving on to Sunday here, we got the Panthers and the Bills. Bills, a 12-point home favorite against Carolina. Carolina seemingly no offense here. They're starting cam, benching cam. Obviously CEH is or CMC is out. DJ Moore not able to do very much. Unfortunately, we got to get him out of Carolina or get him a quarterback <laughs> sometime soon. But not really any weapons here. Chuba Hubbard just isn't even Mike Davis, uh, unfortunately, from last year. So not much happening for the Panthers. For the Bills, again, up and down seemingly every single week here. 12 seems a bit high. I know it's the Bills, but still it just I, I can't really trust the Bills right now. As I mentioned earlier, Emmanuel Sanders is out in this game. Josh Allen should be starting in this game, but he is not 100% either. Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley could have a, a a bigger game. I like Dawson Knox a lot, still fading the running backs.
2: Yeah, dude, these spreads are nuts this year. I don't understand they are. where they're coming from. I've been saying yeah. it all season with you, Chris. These are college spreads. I've never seen this <laughs> in the NFL. I know, it's wild. Yeah, I agree with you, dude. Um, the Chuba Hubbard thing, man, it's so it sucks because he is a good – I think he's a good player. Uh, he's He's obviously not CMC. But unfortunately, he's. I think it's a. I think he's a product of what the offense has been doing lately. In that, like he had like last week, I think he had zero targets. Like, how are you not getting your running back the ball at all? So, um, unfortunately, I would say sit Chuba Hubbard um, with the current scenario. But yeah, dude, it's it's a little saddening uh, to see him in that scenario, Dawson Knox, I do like, uh, this week, um, in general Knox ranks as a number four tight end overall in PPR and fantasy. So you I mean, from a tight end perspective, anybody that has Knox is playing Knox, so, um, go ahead and play him. Um, but I'm not loving Gabriel Davis. I just think there's too many weapons right now on the bills. So for a flex start, I would lean away from him.
1: They fired Joe Brady because they're mm-hmm. not running the ball enough and the offense arguably got worse. So, yeah, I know <laughs> I'm, I'm not uh, not quite sure there. I was hoping Joe Brady would land uh, in Eugene for my Ducks, but uh, that didn't happen there, unfortunately. Yeah. Okay, let's move on here. The uh, Carolina Panthers have lost eight of the last ten games. Um, started they started three and zero with my boy Sammy D. They were crushing it. CMC goes down. They've lost eight of the last ten. They've been in big trouble. Okay, let's move on to the Cardinals and the Lions again. Cardinals thirteen point road favorites now. Bills at home for 12. I get it. Cardinals on the road for 13. I know it's the Lions, but DeAndre Hopkins done for the regular season. He's going to be out here. James Connor, not hundred percent may or may not get uh, Chase Edmonds, AKA our boy cheese almonds, who we haven't been able to reference too much this year. Nope. Christian Kirk's playing well. AJ Green's playing well. Rondale Moore should get more work here. Zach Ertz has played well. Kyler Murray should be just fine, but without new Hopkins, that's obviously a problem. DeAndre Swift, out on the other side here Jamal Williams may be out as well could be trouble there and you can't start these third fourth fifth auxiliary running backs TJ Hawkinson done for the season um Amon Ross St. Brown might be the only option here and uh, of course Goff is is not startable here so really tough play here for fantasy in general
2: yeah the only guy you mentioned is Amon Ross St. Brown I do like him as a flex play um even with uh Goff uh again I wouldn't start Goff but in general, Amon Ross Aiden Brown has seen 12 targets in each of his last two games, and he turned them into 159 receiving yards along with one touchdown. So if any of the guys you want to look at for potential receiving options, especially with Hawkinson out, um, he's probably your guy in this uh, in this game.
1: I like that. The Arizona Cardinals 7-0 and on the road this season. They've won each game by 10-plus points. So Vegas has given them an extra field goal in this one. I think Kyler's going to be just fine. Let's move on to the Texans and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars, home Five-point favorites, Chris. All right. So your brother, Alex, (laughs) who's come on the show multiple times here, uh, runs the commission Bets with their boy Desi, and they talk about the spreads and the bets and everything else every single week. So for TCKers that have not yet gone to your podcast for some reason, go download the Commish Fantasy Football Podcast and check out the Commish Bets episode every week for sporting lines. Well, (laughs) this one opened at two-point favorite, I think, for the Texans. Urban Meyer gets fired. It goes to a swing to a three-point favorite for the Jaguars, and each day it's gone up a point. So yeah. <laughs> by the time this game plays, it might be favored by a touchdown. It's pretty remarkable. Of course, the Texans uh, beat the Jacksonville Jaguars earlier this season here. So Urban Meyer's out. We're not going to mm-hmm. get into that. Um, Daryl Bevel takes over. Now, I actually really like Daryl Bevel being the head coach interim here. He's been playing the, uh, calling the plays. He's coached Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Matt Stafford. He's played very well in good offenses. Bobby loves him. I think this helps the offense in general. The biggest one for fantasy, though, is going to be James Robinson. Carlos Hyde is out. Urban Meyer refused to let James Robinson do work. We saw last year this kid came out of nowhere, blew the blew the hinges off, right? Comes in. Of course, we had Travis Etienne, who was supposed to be great. He gets hurt. He's out for the season early. and Then we get James Robinson, but he never really gets run. Trevor Lawrence has been calling for James Robinson and still Urban Meyer was yet to do it. I think Daryl Bevel comes out and proves a point today or this weekend that that'll happen. So I like James Robinson a lot. Otherwise, in this game, man, I mean, again, Brandon Cooks are bust, James Robinson are bust, Marvin Jones, <laughs> meh. I mean, there's not really much to talk about here for fantasy.
2: No, I agree with you. Yeah, Marvin Jones, I don't even think you have to, I don't think you can play him. He hasn't scored um, a, a touchdown since week six. He's only averaging 46.9 receiving yards per game. Yeah, dude, I, I don't know. I, I don't think you touch really anybody. Maybe Brandon Cooks is probably the only guy I'm looking at. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with uh, with the Jags offense. I'm kind of excited, only because, I mean, even Trevor Lawrence is like, at least we have some clarity and direction now on the team. So that's insane that when your, your head coach leaves you feel better to that degree like to that extent where you're like oh now we have direction it's it's wild usually when the head coach gets fired you kind of like well what are we going to do but everyone's like no this is much better
1: <laughs> yeah and, and Darryl Bevel is the truth he won't be the head coach next year there's a lot of candidates out there but I like Daryl Bevel a lot for the remainder of the season both of these teams in the AFC South both of these teams 2 and 11 both of these teams going to be a top five pick and this might be a top three pick here for the loser uh, and still a top. Five pick for the winner. Houston in general has won seven straight games versus the Jaguars. Of course, most of those coming with Deshaun Watson. All right, Jets, Dolphins. Dolphin, uh, the Dolphins are nine and a half point home favorites. They've allowed the Jets have allowed 30 and a half points per game this season. That's the most in the NFL. Jalen Waddle out for this game. Miles Gaskins should be playing, but he's been questionable all week long as well. You have Fuller still out. You have Albert Wilson, who's been just, Albert Wilson has like 30 targets in the last three games, and he's caught 12 of them. It's just not getting the efficiency, unfortunately. Devontae Parker's played well, but can you trust him? I like Tua in general in this matchup, but the Jets are the 26th ranked matchup versus quarterbacks, but is that because no one throws on them, or is it because they're that good? That's the question there. So, Jets, Dolphins, man, not a lot to talk about. Michael Carter might be coming back, which could be fun. Uh, we haven't seen yeah. him in a while. But again, Zach Wilson led offense. I'm not excited about it against this defense for Miami.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think, um, I mean, I am ai like Michael Carter a lot. I like watching him play. So assuming he is healthy and good to go, I do like him as a flex play here. Uh, maybe even as a running back, too, just with as many COVID injuries or, or problems that we have going on. Um, Jamison Crowder is interesting, I think. Um, so in general, Crowder uh, finishes – as the wide receiver, nineteen. The last time uh, the Jets have played the Dolphins, and then the Dolphins in general are surrendering the six most most fantasy points to wide receivers in the season. And uh, so, so it could be a nice play for Jamison Crowder. Uh, the other person, I think, if he again, if he's healthy still, uh, Devontae Parker might be an interesting start as well, with Waddle being out uh, of the lineup. So, you know, Tua obviously, you know, having some good strong games as of late is going to need someone to throw to, and, and Parker might be that guy in, in flex plays. Um, we got a Russell Gage or Devontae Parker question uh, for the commission team, and, and it was kind of split four to three, Russell Gage over over uh, Parker. But in general, I mean, I think if you can try to start one of the two, you, you should be okay.
1: Yeah, I actually, I think I lean Russell Gage there too. Mm-hmm. Getting the targets, and I know the Falcons are hit or miss, but I just can't trust Devontae Parker, unfortunately. Yep. So I'll go that way. All right, let's move on to the Cowboys and the Giants. Cowboys, 10.5-point road favorites in this one. Dallas has won 8 of 9 against the Giants. It all comes down to Zeke, man. Again, Zeke comes out finally this week. It's been players, it's been front office, it's been Jerry Jones, it's been Mike McCarthy, it's been Kellen Moore. Everybody says, Oh, Zeke's great, he's healthy, blah, blah, blah. You watch him on the field, dude, he looks horrible. He looks injured and hurt and, and just not in a good shape. He comes out now and says, It's the best he's felt in a long time. <laughs> uh, Can we trust it, right? Are we going to get a full C.D. Lamb, a full Amari Cooper, a full Dalton Schultz, Michael Gallup question earlier? Are we going to get all the, all the, uh, you know, boys back here? For this game against the Giants. If we do, the Cowboys should run them, but you never know. And then if we get Zeke, are you going to start Pollard? That's really the question. Otherwise, I think you still got to start your studs here against the Giants on the Giants side comes down to Saquon Barkley, really, because I can't trust any of these wide receivers or your boy Daniel Jones and Evan Ingram. So Saquon Barkley, Zeke Elliott, uh, Tony Pollard, are you are you comfortable with these guys this week in the fantasy
2: playoffs? Yeah, I think you have to be. Um, These are some of these questions that, you know, although the team has been playing all that well, um, you kind of have to roll with the guys you know have gotten you there. So you just got to hope that they, you know, figure it out. Um, One question for you that I'm not too sure about, and we got this on the commission, is do you play uh, Dalton Schultz? So Schultz is just 10% 10 of the target share in Dallas the last two games, and he finished last week with... A measly 1.4 uh, points in fantasy for PPR. I yeah. dude, I don't know what you what do you do with that. You start him this week? I mean, he was what tight end three for like mm-hmm. almost half the season or something, and then he's just fallen from grace. I don't know if it's because of the offense or just because maybe he's not playing or performing very well. Maybe a combination of the two, but I just don't I don't really know what to do with Schultz here.
1: Uh, well, Dak isn't Dak right now, and this offense isn't offense because they can't go through the run like they want to. Also, I think the biggest part of this man that some people were talking about before it happened. And then it happened. Michael Gallup came back. Michael Gallup yeah. was out for a month and Dalton Schultz was that number three look and killing it. And Amari Cooper was kind of hurt during that time too, right? Like yeah. it was just opportunity and at tight end is King anyway, in fantasy at tight end exponentially. Uh, so Dalton Schultz, I think is a great player. He could always catch a touchdown randomly, um, but he is back in the streamable category, not an auto start. So If all three wide receivers are playing, Zeke's playing, Pollard's playing, I'm not going to play Dalton Schultz. If one of those wide receivers misses uh, or Zeke somehow does, which I don't see that happening, um, then you can if you stream them, but I'm not comfortable with it. Fair enough. Okay, let's move on to the Titans and the Steelers. This is an even pick them as of right now. Pittsburgh has allowed 421 total yards per game since week 11. That is the most in the NFL. Chris, you and I grew up with the steel, well, not the original steel curtain of the 70s, obviously, but our generation, the 90s, 2000s, Steelers, dominant, can't run on them, you can't pass on them, right? Just play defense and run the ball, Steelers. They haven't been like that for at least the last month of the season, and they've been getting thrown all over. They've been getting shredded on the ground. The Titans obviously don't have Derrick Henry, but they have Devonta Foreman, and they are going to continue to run the ball. You look at the stat sheet, they are at least running the attempts. They're not getting the production because King Henry's out, but they're running it, running it, running it. Play action. Julio Jones comes back, only 48% of the snaps, but he had six targets. If he plays a full slate of the game, he might have eight, could be a little bit better there. We'll see what happens for the Steelers. You know, Deontay Johnson, Najee Harris. Pat Fryermuth, if you got a stream, is probably my only option. For the Titans side, Ryan Tannehill, if you've got a stream, I think it's sneaky and super flex, maybe DFS. And then uh, I don't know if I've got the stones to start Julio, man. And I hate to say that, but I'm not sure I'm ready yet.
2: Yeah, I hear you, man. I, I probably won't be starting Julio. If, um, I don't have him in any of my leagues, but if I did, I'd probably be sitting him. Um, but the guy I do like is Dante Forma. We just talked about him. Um, you are 100% correct. The Steelers are horrendous uh, for, uh, for for for. Actual NFL defense purposes. They're not the worst in fantasy for defense. Um, but uh they are the third worst rushing DVOA rated team in the NFL. They're also allowing a leak high five yards per carry. So there's a lot of upside here for Donta Foreman. Um, if they get inside, you know, the 10, there's a good shot he ends up scoring in the end zone. So and I do see them getting to the red zone quite often in this game. Um, but it could also be a game where you know the Steelers get a lot of sacks as well. So I don't really know how Tannehill is gonna do. I'm not necessarily super excited to uh to play Tannehill, but don't the foreman i I don't mind i agree
1: all right let's do one more here chris and we'll take a quick break here let's go bengals and broncos this one's in denver both teams at seven and six in the quote-unquote in the hunt category when they bring it up on you know the national tv games i always think that's kind of funny Denver won three of the last four games versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Look, Joe Burrow, late comeback against my Niners. Jamar Chase finally woke up after about six weeks off for him. Two tutties and and 100 yards. T. Higgins has been playing very well. Tyler Boyd, unfortunately, you know, streamable as a wide receiver, three or four at best right now. C.J. Ozama not playable. Your boy Mixon came back down to earth, right? I mean, getting that usage, you got to play him, but I I think you're a little bit more, uh, you know, nervous about that. And for the Broncos side, the question's going to be, do, can you start any of these wide receivers comfortably? Can you start Noah Fant as a streamer? And which of these running backs do you play if either of them? They're still getting 50-50 work. We saw what Javante can do, but Melvin Gordon comes back right away, jumps right back into his role. Pretty frustrating there. So a lot of names on paper and a lot of kind of like, oh, that guy's good. That guy's good. That guy's good on paper in this game. In Denver, could be very cold, could be snowy. Um I think this is kind of a trap game for fantasy, man.
2: I really do. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I will say, chances are, like unless you handcuffed like Williams at the beginning of the season for Melvin Gordon, they're likely not on the same fantasy team. At least most, of the, almost every league that I'm in, Gordon's on on someone else's team, and Melvin and Williams is on someone else's team, right? So
1: because you pick both of them in like the fifth or sixth round, so yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. So you're not. You probably don't have both. Is, is my guess. So my my point here is is that in the commission playbook, we have two starts. Williams, and Gordon. So start nice. both of them. Yeah, 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 there's no reason to sit at either of them. I mean, they're, they're both scoring. They're both getting the 50-50 split, and they're like Austin Eckler. They're being very efficient with their touches. So no need to sit either of them. The dudes that I am sitting, though, in this game are uh, guys like Tyler Boyd, I'm not loving him. Um, he's He currently ranks as the wide receiver 49 in the season. And since week nine, he just has uh, a touchdown in his last, uh, excuse me, wide receiver 49 since week nine. And then he only has one touchdown since week ten. He only has five point five targets over his last four games. I'm just not loving Tyler Boyd here. Uh, you go with, you know, Jamar Chase and uh and T Higgins, no problem. But then the other guy is Cortland Sutton on the Broncos. I mean, he's wider wide receiver 39 overall, averaging um just three point nine points in, in PPR formats um over his last five outings. And he's he's been held to just forty uh, fewer receiving yards um in his last six. So yeah. Dude, not playing very well. Just not loving, not loving that matchup. But yeah, I think you play Williams and, and Gordon, no problem.
1: Yep, and I think that the Broncos wide receiver thing is is strictly. And I said this when when Ted went to Carolina, I said the same thing, and when he went to Denver, I said the same thing. Teddy Bridgewater is fine for like NFL stuff. He doesn't lose games, but he's not going to win games either. Mm-hmm. For wide receivers and offenses for fantasy football, it's not beneficial, right? Like it's just he had a deep bomb to Tim Patrick in like week one and hasn't had much since. Jerry Judy is a phenomenal talent, not getting it done because of him. Tim Patrick's amazing, can't get it done, and Cortland Sutton now as well. When they get a a gunslinger quarterback, which I think they can get in Denver, maybe the guy in Green Bay at this point, we'll see what happens. They get somebody like that in Denver, I think this offense could be absolutely elite. Until then, I'm not excited about that wide receiving core. Chris, we're going to get into the rest of our games here, but first I want to give a shout-out. To our friends at Carefactor, Chris and I will be
0: right back with the rest of our week 15 game previews. Hey, TCK potters and fantasy focus community. Are you looking for options for hair loss? There are many options out there for treating it. However, most products treat the cause, such as DHT, and don't do much to support the growth of new and stronger hair. It's like removing harmful weeds from your lawn, but not doing much to fertilize the grass. That's why the fantasy focus and TCK team has partnered with Carefactor. CaraFactor saw this problem and focused their research on finding just the right combination of biosynthetic growth factors and an innovative delivery system to promote fuller, stronger-looking hair. So whether you're a listener who suffers from various forms of alopecia or even stress-related hair loss, the Carefactor treatment is the perfect scalp-friendly solution that can help and influence stronger and healthy hair throughout all stages of the hair life cycle. And now, exclusively for TCK listeners, use the promo code TCK at checkout to get 15% off all products at shop.mycarafactor.com. That's shop.mycarafactor.com. Cara Carefactor. skincare for hair.
1: All righty. Let's jump in here. We just had did the Bengals and the Broncos. Let's get in here to the Falcons and my 49ers. Now, Falcons, <laughs> coming off a bye have been tough uh, for the last couple of weeks, and you never really know what you're going to get from the Atlanta Falcons, unfortunately. Um, obviously, they don't have the talent that we expected coming into the season. Julio Jones leaves. Calvin Ridley goes down. Mike Davis is not who we – saw for a minute in uh carolina last year so it's been frustrating uh, but nonetheless they can usually put up a fight at minimum Cordell patterson's come up in a couple of our questions already so we want to mention him um he's somebody that i'm definitely playing matt ryan i guess is a streamer if you need to in superflex, and russell gage came up as well you know again like a deep kind of wide receiver three if you need somebody like tyle lockett's out jalen waddles out terry mclaurin it, we'll talk about football team later, but Terry McLaurin's a wide receiver. I don't want to play. You might be worried about DK Metcalf, which we'll talk about the Seahawks later too. If that's somebody that maybe Russell Gage is a slot in, but otherwise for the Falcons, I'll pass for the 49ers, yep. man, Brandon, Iuke second half. I'm telling you, he he did it again. He's <laughs> doing it again. Debo Samuel healthy. You fire him up. George Kittle's on fire right now. I don't know if I can trust Jeff Wilson um, and Jermichael hasty and, and with Elijah Mitchell banged up too. So it's going to be tough. The 49ers, have lost eight of the last 11 home games. Horrendous. Losing the home games. Not going to work here. They are a a 9.5-point favorite, though, this week against Atlanta.
2: Yeah dude so a couple of things here about the Ayuk situation what's interesting is that I feel like Debo Samuel is taking up the the, the Patterson role uh on the 49ers yeah. it feels like the lead running back far, are
1: far to- more rushing attempts for Debo <laughs> Samuel than targets
2: yeah. yeah so Kyle Shanahan's doing exactly what they're doing with Cordell Patterson across the field uh this week so um so yeah Ayuk is is slotting into that opportunity and it's good because i mean for for whatever it's worth the 49ers are making that um it's difficult to defend against those types of things so so that's good for them uh especially and also helps for fantasy purposes so uh so obviously roll with that the other guy we did talk about is Russell Gage I do feel good about Russell Gage again um you know over the past 4 games he's averaging 8.3 targets 305 yards and a touchdown which is overall good enough for wide receiver 13 in PPR format so um from a fantasy perspective you know that's a little bit less than a quarter of the season the dude's been you know just outside the top top 12 um, So I think you got to fire him up. He's he's slotting into that, you know, Calvin Ridley hole, if you will, pretty nicely. And, you know, I don't expect a lot out of the the Falcons from an NFL perspective, but they're doing enough to just get their main guys, Patterson and Russell Gage, and a little bit of pits uh, enough volume to be fantasy relevant.
1: This is low key, like a really big game in the NFC from two teams, like from the, on the outside, you're kind of like, meh. you know, these teams are like third, fourth in their divisions, you know, whatever, look into next season. The Niners are seven and six. Should have beat the Seahawks two weeks ago. They should be mm-hmm. eight and five. Mm-hmm. Looking at like a nine and five record would be sick. There could be eight and six. Are right now the sixth seed. The Falcons most likely not making the playoffs. But if the Falcons win this game, they're both seven and seven. All of a sudden the Falcons jump into the seven seed. Who knows what's going to happen with the Washington football team who have no quarterback as yep. we have this po- podcast? This is kind of an insane game. Like
2: low-key. Really important for the NFL uh, this week, so we'll dude, see what it is. There. And just a, just a cap on that. I mean, the Vikings are six and seven. The Saints are six and seven. Like, you know, th- there are a lot of good teams. Or I air quotes good teams. Dude, they're kind of in the playoff hunt. So, yep. Well, and and again, we mentioned this. You know, on Monday, I, I was talking about. There's no
1: old school Patriots, old school Colts, I Broncos, uh, Chiefs uh, as of late. Packers, even uh, Drew Brees, Saints. A few years ago, like, there's no team that's like you know 12 and 12 and 1 12 and 2 11 yep. and 3 just absolutely smashing the league like I know there's the of... the front runners but but even the top is is close the middle the, you know the middle's close and then the bottom kind of in the hunt there's mm-hmm. like seven teams on each conference <laughs> man it, a lot will shake out in this next month we'll see and we of course have the extra game this year okay let's go to the final Sunday game and then we'll get into Sunday night football of course we have Monday and Tuesday as well Packers Ravens Man, I don't think this game is going to be as cool as everybody wants it to be. Packers are 10 and 3. They are kind of like the cream of the crop of the NFC with the Buccaneers. Ravens are 8 and 5. Baltimore 5 and 1 at home this season, 3 and 4 on the road. So that's good for the Baltimore Ravens at home. Aaron Rodgers has been absolutely out of his mind lately. Devontae Adams is unguardable. The Ravens have no secondary right now. They've been just demolished. They're great against the run, horrendous against the pass. I don't like A.J. Dillon. You can't sit Aaron Jones, but I don't love Aaron Jones in this play unless he gets nine dump-offs and runs one in for a touchdown. Devontae's automatic, obviously. I'm going to sit the rest of the wide receivers for the Packers. On the other side, if Lamar plays, you play Hollywood Brown. If Lamar doesn't play, you play Rashad Bateman, in my opinion. <laughs> and and Mark Andrews, uh, you play either way. He's been absolutely fantastic. And then I'm good with Devonta Freeman, man. I keep waiting for, like, the shoe to drop, but he keeps scoring. He I gets know. enough done. He's working in the pass game. Yep. I'm okay with that. A lot comes down to Lamar playing, but either way, you know, they, they played pretty well last week when Lamar went out, too.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I don't really have much more to add. I'll kind of agree here. I don't know how I feel about the game. I mean, I think Lamar Jackson's trending to not play, which yeah. kind of sucks, for again, for fantasy purposes. But – Kind of have to live with it. I think Marquise Brown takes a hit. Um, I uh, Andrews is a little up in the air. I mean, he's still, I think, tight end three on the season, but or tight end two on the season. But um, you know, could have a could have a not so great game. Just the
1: whole offense runs through him, though. Yeah, right? you know that 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 matters when you're a tight end, especially.
2: Yeah, exactly. So so of course you got to start him. Um, but for, for the one guy you did mention was AJ Dylan. Um, I think Aaron Jones is now fully healthy, so he is expected to play. I will note that the Ravens' defense, although they're not like the Ravens' defense of old, they're still only allowing the six fewest PPR points to opposing running backs. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't think A.J. Dillon's uh, flex play like you would have seen without Aaron Jones um, in the game. So that's the only guy I'm a little bit nervous about.
1: Yep, standard leagues, like non-PPR leagues, I'd be okay with A.J. Dillon. Sure. Uh, but but any flare out pass game with the blitzes they you know blitz a lot with the ravens if they're going to bring that to rodgers it's going to be tay adams on slants and it's going to be aaron jones out of the backfield all day long so i like that a lot for aaron jones but that's not really aj Dillon's game so mm-hmm. i like that all right sunday night football man saints and bucks bucks are 11 and a half point favorites this is kind of like now the saints have won eight, six straight games against the, the the buccaneers which includes two last year and won this year, and the Buccaneers have like kind of been, or I'm sorry, the Saints. Excuse me, the Saints have kind of been like the Brady Kryptonite here, like 0 uh, oh 3 since it's been in Tampa, and like this is the biggest rival in that division, obviously. And you look on paper, it's not even a, it's not even close. No. It's not even close. The only player on the Saints that can match up to anybody on the uh, Buccaneers would be Alvin Kamara. Everybody else, though, it leans bucks, obviously. So we'll see what happens here. Obviously favored by 11 and a half points. Um, you start everybody. This is in, indoor. Uh, yeah. Or no, it's outdoor. It's outdoor with the, with Tampa Bay. So at home. Um, but Brady and company, start Fournette. I'm good with if he can play. Now, Fournette is trending the wrong direction as well. If not, Ronald Jones might be sneaky if Fournette doesn't go. If Fournette plays, I'm playing him. Gronk is a smash. I'm playing. Uh, I mean all <laughs> the wide receivers, right? Mm-hmm. Um A B probably still not coming back in, uh, still on suspension there. And on the other side, it's just gonna be Alvin Kamara for me. I know that Callaway and Traquan have had a couple of big plays, but I'm not really playing that game. So Kamara, and then basically all of your bucks. I know the Saints are very good against the run, but the Buccaneers I think are gonna be just fine. And I can't imagine sitting Leonard Fournette if he starts.
2: Yeah, agreed. I again I don't really have much more to add. You kind of you kind of covered that all. It's Seems to be the type of game that, that the Bucks should fare out pretty well. Dude, again, another 11 and a half point spread. That's, that's Buck, crazy. The
1: Bucks have had, you know, I need to do some research because I feel like every single week you and I have been like, wow, the Bucks are favored by like 12, 13 and a half. Are you they know, covering not, them or no? <laughs> um I think they might again. Be. Again, I gotta do some research because yeah, they yeah. unless they just should have get like bamboozled and upset, you know, which they have a couple times this year. Um, then yeah, they've been smashing. So, but look yep. at home. Brady knows better than we do that he's lost 3 in a row to the Saints. Trust me. Oh, I think yeah. he's going to come out and try to put up five touchdowns on him and put that to bed <laughs> immediately. All right, let's move on here to the Monday day game, like the Monday game. Yeah. We have a we've moved the Raiders and Browns who were supposed to play on Saturday. We've moved them to Monday as well with the Vikings and Bears who were originally slotted there. So now the Raiders and the Browns move and postpone their game because of COVID issues. The Raiders have a negative 91 point differential since the week eight bye. that's the worst in the NFL in the second half of the season. Again, Browns are seven and six in the hunt Raiders are six and seven, not really in the hunt, but could play spoiler in this one. Baker Mayfield out with COVID case Keenum, the backup out with COVID my man, Nikki Mullins first mention on the podcast, maybe all season long <laughs> looking to get the start. Love to see that. Um, but look, I mean, this could be 30 attempts for Nick Chubb because Kareem Hunt is also out. Yep. Can you stream Dearness Johnson, man? This kid, when he's had limited opportunity in the two NFL games, they've given him real work. He has absolutely smashed. Can you play him to at least get that Kareem Hunt role? And then you have you know Jarvis Landry, uh David Njoku's out again. So Hooper maybe, and then Donovan Peoples-Jones, I think, remains a sneaky upside. If nothing else, I think he's a good DFS play. On the other side for the Raiders, I hate to say it, but Josh Jacobs looks like an absolutely wonderful play this week here. Again, Mm -hmm. not many options. Darren Waller's out again. Foster Moreau was just not the option there at the pass catcher. Um, And uh, outside of Hunter Renfro, it looks like Josh Jacobs will probably get all of the work there. And they, they, this could just be a game where each team runs all 30 times and tries to get the hell out of there with like a, you know, 14 to 13 win.
2: Yeah. And no, I agree with you here. Um, you talked about Dearness Johnson. Like I like him as a, as a player. Um, he, he's, he plays just fine, but the the Browns need this win. So they're going to do everything in their absolute power to make sure they get the win. And without Mayfield and really, you know, a strong passing options, uh, within that core, it's gonna be Nick Chubb's game until they have a very secured lead. They'll mix in Johnson here and there to give Nick Chubb kind of a break, if you will, but this is Nick Chubb's game to own. Um, and the Raiders are not particularly good on defense against the run. so um I do see the Browns winning this one in a low scoring type of matchup. God
1: it so there's no spread right now, Chris. uh score prediction. I'm gonna go seven
2: I'm gonna go mm, I'm gonna go twenty twenty to seventeen Browns. 2017 rounds all right i'll do
1: uh i'll do prices right rules maybe we'll go 21 <laughs> to uh 21 to 16 <laughs> love it i'm gonna throw out a uh, throw out a cynthia freeland score here and see, see what happens there all right let's move on here to the true monday night game which is the vikings and the bears and the Bears, or excuse me, the Vikings are a six-point road favorite here. Chicago has won five of the last six games versus Minnesota. That surprises me. The Vikings continue to be a team where I'm like, damn, Cousins is playing really well. Jefferson's unguardable. Like Dalvin Cook is Dalvin Cook. Even Madison's amazing. Conklin's mm-hmm. playing pretty well. Thielen's hurt, but they have KJ Osborne who's playing really well. And you look at the, you look at the record, you're like six and seven. We did this uh-huh. last year. They're like they're like fake bozos. I don't get it, dude. <laughs> like it's kind of silly. And then the Bears, look, man, I think they're turning a the corner with Justin Fields here. We'll see Allen Robinson will be gone next year. Darnell Mooney should get a bigger piece of the pie next year. I'm excited about him. David Montgomery's played very well lately. Um, but again, for fantasy, it's like for the Vikings, you start Jefferson, you start Cousins, in my opinion, and you start Cook, of course. Uh KJ Osborne's a flyer, maybe if you need it. For the Bears. Justin Fields and Superflex, but I'm not good to stream him in single. And then David Montgomery, but I can't really trust Arnold Mooney anymore because Allen Robinson isn't productive with his targets, but he's back and he's at least getting the targets again. So this one's really frustrating here for the Bears.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. I don't necessarily feel great about playing anybody on the Bears this week, so I'm going to sort of just pass on them. The Vikings, dude. I, they kind of, they're, they're a bit of a heartbreaker because they've played they've played good teams and they've lost like barely. Like they yep. lost field goals. Yeah, field goals exactly like like literally within points. So and then they obviously had that heartbreaker against the, the Detroit Lions, but I'm happy for the Lions cuz I wanted to see them win a game. So <laughs> um but that's besides the point, dude. Yeah, I, I it's just one of those games where um I think the Vikings should take care of this game handily. They're just better on both sides of the ball. Um the Bears in particular are not very or at least playing very well on defense they're rated right now 28th overall defense in the nfl uh, according to pff so yeah i I like the vikings here i
1: like the vikings here as well the vikings seem to continue to be a team that plays to their competition like they play the lions and they have a 16-13 game they play the buccaneers and they like you know (laughs) have a have an absolute shootout like doesn't make any sense there okay two games left chris now we've moved on to tuesday all right. Eventually, we'll probably have a Wednesday game as well. We are moving on to Tuesday now. The Seahawks and the Rams are the first one up. Football team and Eagles following them. Seahawks five and eight. Rams nine and four. The Rams have won four or five against the Seahawks, including the playoffs here. This again, no spread here from Vegas for these last games that have moved. So we don't have the number yet, but it'll come up obviously before the game. Uh, if you're interested in betting and stuff, we just don't have that information as of right now because I just moved it for the Seahawks. Tyler Lockett out. That's that's uh massive, I think, on both sides of the pendulum. Massive because it takes away the the obviously like the best deep threat, and it breaks my heart not to call DK Metcalf the best deep threat for the Seahawks, but he just isn't. Tyler Lockett's unbelievable with Russell Wilson. DK Metcalf was way better with Geno Smith. Like it doesn't make any sense. That's the way it is. So, Chris, are you taking the mindset of Tyler Lockett's out? DK Metcalf, 15 targets, 10 catches, 150 yards, and three touchdowns, or DK Metcalf hasn't been over 60 yards in two months. He hasn't scored since the bye week. He doesn't do anything with Russell Wilson. What is the problem with DK? And now the Rams can double team him. No problem. Now, Alex Collins, not getting it done. Rashad Penny played very well last week. He had a career day, two touchdowns, 130 yards. He comes out and, you know, can you start Russ on the other side for the Rams? I don't know anybody that you can sit. I mean, Van Jefferson, I'm good with Odell Beckham's out. So cups, automatic Stafford's automatic. Higby is back from COVID. He's back in. I'm okay with him to stream. And then this Henderson, Sony, Michelle things a pain in the ass, but whoever's the starter, I'm good to run with them.
2: Yeah. I'll I'll kind of work in reverse here. The, the Sony, Michelle, Sony, Michelle situation. I actually think you got to start him. He's actually been running back 14 in PPR over the last two games. Um, He has 208 total yards from scrimmage and, uh, and a touchdown on 47 touches. I think Henderson's still technically part of the protocol, um, yeah, as of Thursday. So I think he misses, but the game got pushed to Tuesday. So I don't know, right. but I think you still got to start Michelle regardless. Lockett, um, Lockett could hypothetically
1: play also Tuesday. So, like, mm. we have just had the information we have tonight.
2: I know, but yeah, yeah.
1: shit could get crazy, man. We, we just don't know.
2: I agree. And actually, I was so on the Lockett situation, the best thing for DK Metcalf, if you're planning on playing him, is if. Lockett comes back. I know it's insane to say, but like, (laughs) dude, you're right. You cannot, the way Metcalf has been playing and there's no Lockett to take away from the defensive, from the defensive scheme. I don't know how you play Metcalf. I know he's a physical freak. I know he's got the name, but dude, you can't start him. We've been talking about this literally for weeks. You cannot Mm -hmm. play him. You just can't. Don't do it. That's my and I've been
1: and I've been thinking to myself because I love DK Metcalf, man. I've been a uh, uh, Metcalf over Lockett, Lamb over Cooper kind of guy all season long, right? And the Metcalf thing, I keep thinking in my head, like, okay, what's that like marquee DK Metcalf play this year where you're like, dude, that's what we want to see. Well, it's that like 78 or 84, whatever the hell it was, yard touchdown on primetime TV with Geno Smith against the Saints. If you watch that play, though, dude, first of all, he just like primetime Mike Mike Evans push-off. Like, it was oh, Hall yeah. of Fame Fitting offensive pass interference. Not even a question about it. Pushes the dude into the ground, catches it over mosses him, and then he just sprints because he's faster than everybody else. That's the play. Outside of that play, dude, nothing. nothing. Like, all year long. You know, yeah. 100-yard game outside of that. Um, it It breaks my heart because DK is an absolute animal, but – Just isn't in the cards, unfortunately. So I am worried about the Seahawks. And maybe it is better if Lockett comes back. But, of course, we got to play as if he doesn't. All right, finally, Chris, here. We're rolling through the whole gamut tonight. Washington football team, Philadelphia Eagles. This is another one that has moved on. You and I have been talking about this all evening. We talked pre-show here about the quarterback situation for the football team. Philadelphia has 210 rushing yards per game since week eight. That's the most in the NFL. So that's obviously Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, and the rest of the team. 210 rushing yards as a team, most in the NFL. That's surprising to me because I don't think of Philly as like a heavy run team. But assuming Jalen Hurts plays and Miles Sanders plays, I'm good to start both of those guys. The Boston Scots and the Kenny Gainwells for the fantasy playoffs, I'm sticking away from those guys except for like a DFS cheap flyer kind of a thing. Um, Devontae Smith you know, I guess, uh, but that's a volume PPR thing. I wouldn't expect a big day from him. And then Dallas Goddard, of course. On the other side, for the football team, yo, <laughs> like they're picking. I mean, they're down to like what the four string. could, I mean, if you count Ryan Fitzpatrick, like they're down to a four string quarterback, fifth string quarterback. They gave you know, me a call, dude. There you go. So yeah, you know, did you turn them down? You're busy this weekend, though.
2: Okay. I, heard.
1: <laughs> I got, I got, so, I got other working plans. Exactly. I yeah, I mean, it's a holiday season. You can't, you can't go. Hey, you know, sorry, babe. I, I know it's you know Christmas time of year. I, I got to jump this game for the football team, you know, drive out to, you know, Philadelphia from from Massachusetts. That's not going to happen. So too bad for you. Another opportunity will come in, I'm sure. But it's been tough. I mean, they have no quarterback. I've been saying it since the beginning of the show. Terry McLaurin has been my dog since he came into the league. I drafted him this year. Super excited about the upside with Fitzpatrick. And even if he doesn't, Heineke, whatever, it just hasn't been there. The volume's been there, so he's like floating in the RB or wide receiver two zone, but he's not had big, massive games except for one against the Packers. I'm not starting Terry McLaurin this week, period. I'm not doing it. I'm, I think I'm playing like KJ Osborne or something <laughs> over him. Um, now, you, Antonio Gibson might have a Chub game, right? He might have 30 carries in this game. I'm good with that. No McKissick and Ricky Seals Jones, if you need a flyer, I guess, but Philly's pretty good um, against wide receivers, but they're the worst against tight end so Ricky Seals Jones might be an option there too so this game is really really messy man and there's so many question marks football team is ravaged with COVID um really really tough one here for fantasy Gibson and Hertz slash Sanders are really the only like plug and place for me outside of Goddard
2: yeah I I agree with you 100% I literally wrote here just fire up Gibson and sit everybody else on the football team so that's your advice everyone um, the only other guy that I'll mention here is Devonta Smith uh, for the Eagles. So in general, the Washington football team has a six worst past DVOA um, rating in the NFL. At the moment, they're giving up the third most PPR points to opposing wide receivers. So of the potential flex options you have in the Eagles, it could be Smith um, again with Hertz coming back. So I do like the Smith play in a flex uh, flex option.
1: Fantastic. All right. Folks, again, we have a Saturday game as of right now, all right? Then we have all of the Sunday slate, Sunday Night Football. We have two games on Monday, Raiders, Browns, Vikings, Bears, and then we have two games on Tuesday as well. Please make sure that you're updating your rosters and paying attention. The Patriots and Colts, as of right now, play on Saturday. That game could be postponed for whatever reason up in the week as well. So pay attention. Follow your rosters. Make sure you're using the IR slots best you can. Run the waiver wire best you can. Play defense on waiver against your opponent if you'd like to. Otherwise, best of luck to everybody this weekend. Bob's going to be with you with his Player Trends episode, which again is my favorite episode on this channel every single week. That includes the ones that Chris and I do. No offense, my brother. (laughs) Bobby puts in hours and hours and hours of research into every single team, every single player. He's working overtime this week because of all the COVID issues on top of the injuries and things. So the player trends and key injuries of note right up to kickoff is so important, everybody. He talks about defense, coordinators being out for certain teams. That's going to matter this weekend. Make sure you tune into that episode on Saturday. Listen to the Saturday episode. And of course, come back and join the boys Sunday morning from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Pacific time for our Sunday Start Sit Live show right here on the Fantasy Focused YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Facebook channel. And if you miss the podcast live, dial back on us on the podcast side, Fantasy Football TCK, the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football podcast. And of course, Chris. For any of the new TCK Potters. Again, we have a couple new names here and uh, we have one last question to let us out. But before we do that, please let everybody know where they can find your content personally and all the commish work.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So go follow us um, on all notable podcast platforms, the commish fantasy football podcast. We have a little Christmas guy with a little hat. Can't miss him. Um, And then go follow us over on our social media handles at the commish FFP on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. And then our website, the brand com and then you go you can go sign up for our free newsletter comes out every Tuesday it's uh you can find it on the forward slash the dash playbook
1: perfect we have one last question before we get out of here from our man clap nuts start two <laughs> ayuk gallup cooks parker a j green full ppr chris again we're starting two full yep. ppr Iuk gallup cooks parker aj green
2: i'm going ayuk and parker here for this
1: that was quick. Ayuk and Parker. Ayuk for sure. Um, Cooks would be
2: my third option. You're leading, yeah, Jalen
1: I, I yeah, I am. But, <laughs> I know you like him, but but uh, but but Jalen Waddle being out, I think that's the difference yeah. maker. I think that's, that's a good the only choice. reason.
2: That's the only reason. Yeah, this is I'm gonna roll good.
1: with you. I'm gonna roll with you here. So so uh, clap. We're both gonna go with Ayuk and Parker, and then a fallback plan to Cooks in case something funky happens with either one of those guys. So best of luck to everybody. Tune in in the chat section. Again, we got some new names in here. So thank you. Hope you tune back to us. We're on uh, on air every single night. And of course, the podcast every single morning, Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. It's been a pleasure. Best of luck, everybody. It's crazy, but we're in the fantasy football playoffs. Wishing you the best this weekend. Tune back with us next week. We'll catch you again. Chris, best of luck to you, my man. Get some W's. We'll be back out of here. And I will catch you all later for my man, Christopher Venavides, and the rest of the Commission Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Sky Guasco, and we are out of here.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe.